But it's stupid. It's I'm, I, I, right, I'm not actually. Uh, start, we're getting too heated. I think it's good anyway. jumping into anyway, this. Anyway, let's change the, the change the subject so Jake will start the episode. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey. hey. How it's are you? nice doing this intro with all four of us. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. It's fine. Um, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Good, good. I, I have been super busy. Uh, I've been on set for uh, for the last couple of weeks uh, for a, a, a show that our, the company's doing. So anyway, um, I it, oh guys. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. I remember those mm-hmm. days. Long anyway. days on set. That's what I've been up to. So, um, just for uh, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but actually, yesterday I uh, <coughs> I took a half day at work and went to the movies and watched the new um, Mister Rogers movie. Oh yeah, is that out? O M. G. With Tom Hanks, who can play with anybody. Tom Hanks, I I, ser- I honestly like I cried through the whole movie because it's that good. I, I know I'm sounding like Reese right now, but it. I love how we bring him up. We bring yeah. him up. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever gonna forget about Reese. Uh, that movie, it might be my favorite movie of the year. Um, but more importantly, I, did binge mode like it? <laughs> I'm is not it that their, much of a in Reese. their big club. I'm not that much of a Reese. Okay. Uh, I, I'm hesitant. I ride to, hard for that movie. <laughs> I'm hesitant to use this word because I feel like it's super cliche and a very dumb word. But I think the movie is important. Like, I it, it's shot. It's basically a two-hour episode of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and he's talking about like oh and so he does this picture board and he's opening up the picture board and he's like oh look behind this door we see king friday the 13th and on this one we see daniel Tiger. so he's actually talking behi- to the camera yeah, in the movie yeah and then he goes and behind this one and it's like he's like this is my new friend and he opens it up and it's this guy with a beat up face and he's like got blood on his face and he's like he's sad and he had a fight recently and there's a better way to handle our feelings. Let's go meet my friend. And then he like walks out the door and then it pans away from his house for in Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And then it pans into so like the shows the set. Type yeah. Thing? And then it pans into Pittsburgh and then a plane takes off and then it pans into New York and then it goes and then it shows this Is guy one shot. No, no. But then it shows this guy and then and then it goes in and it shows the story of this dude and then it keeps coming back to Mr. Rogers neighborhood. But it's it's, it's Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. <laughs> but it's this, But it's uh, <laughs> ooh, that's a different movie. <laughs> Though Mr. Rogers would have covered it. Mr. Rogers was not afraid of of heavy topics like no, not at all. Not even a. I, I saw an old clip about the day that uh, day after the JFK was assassinated, and he covered assassination. Mm-hmm. He covered divorce. He covered death. He covered a lot of heavy. I topics liked it. For kids. There was like the what were the riots in the nineties with um, in uh, LA? LA. Yeah, the, the, the LA riots. Rodney King riots. Yeah. So the was very the very next episode, he had too. a his mailman was a black guy. And oh yeah, and he they, washed his feet. He washed his feet in the pool, like. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, maybe uh, he was the second coming of Jesus. And we it, didn't it's, know it. it's funny. Yeah, because he, <laughs> was, he was anyway. The whole movie is just like it, it's about this guy who worked for Esquire, who did a uh, who interviewed Fred Rogers. And it's this story of this guy's interviews and like it's getting to know Fred. Rogers I thought it was and, like a biography of him. I didn't know. No, this was, no it's interesting. It, it was you want to I, see it more. I thought it too. was I thought it was a biography of Fred and it's not. It's a it, it's a it's actually about this this reporter and his story as he as he interviewed Fred Rogers and how that helped him in his personal life and hmm. it's actually seriously it like so, some of the most and what was the name of the movie again? Uh, a wonderful day, in the, day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day. In the Did you guys ever see the meme? The super good. The the Trinity of wholesome TV. You see that? It's Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, and Steve Irwin. And, Steve Irwin. <laughs> and they're the just holy the, trinity the holy of trinity of wholesome wholesome. Uh, TV. Also, Tom Hanks. <laughs> nailed Fred oh, I, Rogers yeah. nailed it like his cadence the way he speaks his mannerisms nailed Fred Rogers it was uncanny I, the, but the the amount of like Tom twice. Hanks has played Walt Disney Tom mm-hmm. Hanks played Fred Rogers like, like that dude can play anybody he can't and honestly and he, he, he is the captain this. now he, he uh I'm the captain now because he, he does play these characters these real life people, but th- there's still a little bit of Tom Hanks, but enough of the actual person that mm-hmm. it's like a perfect mix to, like, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get you in the movie. Absolutely fantastic. Sorry, I said I didn't want to talk about it too much, and then we talked about it mm. too much. Mm. What are you that guys? The right to? amount. So I definitely want to talk Mandalorian because I, did you guys talk Mandalorian? Last we mentioned week? it last week, but we haven't. We didn't do a dive okay. into it. Um, but I saw. I haven't been to the movies in a long time. And my brother, uh, he like said, hey, mom's watching your kid. Just go see a movie. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, so we went and saw Dr. Sleep. I wish um, my brother would do that. I know. <laughs> call, you up, call you up and say, mom's watching your kid. Let's go. Out to yes. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw Dr. Sleep. This might be the strangest uh, sequel I've ever seen to a movie before. Well, like, it's it's like thirty years after. And the, I mean, the book's written this way, so it's an adaptation of the book. After the Shining, by yeah, the way. the Shining. It's a sequel to the Shining, and it's like it definitely doesn't shy away from what happened in the Shining. But it's like, I, I don't know. It's like I, so I it's can a, it's see a sequel to the movie, not the book. No, it's both. Well, well, because the Shining. Well, I was asked, I was like Jake, what's the difference between the movie and the book? And he told me, and I was like. Oh, interesting. This is a sequel to the book then. Oh, okay. But also the but, movie. But they had, because the movie is more well known. It might even be more well loved, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because it's fantastic. That's movie. A, that's an argument that could be made. It's but. very rare that I read a book and watch a movie and <clears throat> like them both equally mm-hmm. for, but, for separate reasons. For separate reasons, yeah. but this, but this, I totally agree with you. The Shining. Because love the book, love the movie. The, the Shining equally. The Shining has a really creepy feeling to it for the whole time. If yeah. you guys have seen it for some mm-hmm. reason, like mm-hmm. for some reason, it just freaks you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the space of like the empty it, spaces, the, the, it's the uneasy. long drawn out shots, the loneliness mm-hmm. of it it's all. It's uneasy. But like the like there's really, quiet, really just quiet. The, just the wide shots that just sit there. Kubrick for knows what he's doing when it. Um. Out. So the sequel. Uh, like it expands on the world and I a lot of people don't like it because it's kind of answering questions that like well nobody wanted to know the answers to oh, okay. but I thought 
it was really good. Taking the mystery away. I've heard it's yeah, really good. Like, and it, it's not like there's scary moments because they address things from The Shining, but this movie is like really bold. Like there's there they do things that I like could not believe they went there type of things. Really? Like uh and then it but it's it a made very me, Stephen King type of oh, thing. Oh, he goes there. It made me question like a lot of things like uh for example, there the shining, I didn't know this, but the the house, the the hotel mm-hmm. in Colorado, it's alive and it feeds off your fear. So like Pennywise kind of feeds off your fear. And if he scares you more than you taste better, like, like they, they talk about stuff like that. So I'm like, are all these movies like starting to bleed into each other type mm-hmm. of thing? That's like, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Like if, if they're starting to do that with the movies, and I was it, like, oh, wow. And that's, is- that's the thing about Stephen King is it like a lot of the movies that the magic and stuff seems kind of vague, but mm-hmm. in the books, it's actually <laughs> harder magic system than you, than and the movies lead on. There's lots of rules and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's pretty well fleshed out. It like is. He, and he, you just don't realize it in the movies how, how fleshed out and, mm-hmm. and rule-based the magic is. Like, and here's here's things for you guys is they openly talk about Ka and oh, really? Tet. And, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Ka and Tet. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, they, that's, they call that's the Shining some, Steam. They talk about like some, Fear Eaters. And, that's some deep mm-hmm. Stephen King lore there. Yeah. Right. I think that the, the, the black guy in the shining, I don't remember his name. Um, uh-huh. his like guide basically yeah. the one that gets yeah. the, that acts in the back. Yeah. yeah. Danny boy's guide, but he, he's the one that's talking to him about the stuff. And he's like, he's like, I gotta go. I got other people to visit too. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is crazy. Um, and I dude, really, dude, re- I've, I'm getting, uh, I yeah. recommend, I recommend well, this movie. A lot. I think, I think it, it, uh, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, Scott, let's oh. go drop. Let's go drop the kids off at mom's house, and we'll go watch. This <laughs> yeah, movie. I got them the rest of the afternoon. Dude, so. if you're watching the kids, just take them to my house. <laughs> I don't think you you, I don't think you can handle two six month olds. You may be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that with the uh, the Stephen King universe being more, uh, I guess, known about that, that mm-hmm. a lot of people know that all of this stuff is connected, right? Everything is connected. I think that it's, you're, it's going to be hard to find a Stephen King, um, adaptation film, TV, whatever that isn't going to try to tie everything together. In fact, yep. I, yep. I think, uh, was it Hulu? Somebody, somebody just, it's on Hulu, but somebody Castle, just Castle Rock. Castle. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. I Apparently either, it's, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these type of movies, the, yeah. I, have to be, watch, I have to be in the mood. Like I have to watch it. Like after my wife goes to bed, I can watch these mm-hmm. type of things and I, I don't want to watch it in the dark. <laughs> after getting back from Dr. Sleep, I could not look at my Scott, bathtub. Scotty watches, uh, Scotty watches X files with the lights on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch the next files with the lights on. I think we're going to be chickadee China with the Chinese chicken. I think we're going to be hard pressed to find a Stephen King <laughs> adaptation that doesn't reference other movies anymore. Yep. Or reference other Agreed. aspects. And, of other and movies. what's cool is that they are pretty spread out as far as like or, production. Sorry, companies. stories. Like, like it's not one like Marvel production company that's making them all intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's just like these these separate uh, directors that are <clears throat> writers that are building these, and they they know of the relationship, and so they're just kind of. Doing it would it. be cool to have a Kevin Feige type person. And running Honestly, a Stephen King universe, I don't know if it but I'm actually so really happy that there's not I, because, mm-hmm. because the books they're, they're they're connected, but there's not a hard connection. There's, mm-hmm. the, they, and don't they don't affect each other, very and much. they don't feel the same. Yeah, the books have exactly. different feelings, and so, and so it's like a very loose connection anyway. And mm-hmm. so I think these movies and TV shows are a perfect way to absolutely to replicate what's in I the agree. books. It would be cool in a way, but I'm glad they're not. I'm glad that they're doing going the way they are. Cool. Yeah. I wouldn't complain if they did though. Yeah. That'd well, be, that's what I'm saying. If, really if they cool. did do it, I'd be like, man, eh, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. 
but I don't mind the way they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy too is uh, just to draw this out more, but the director, he's a guy that did that short on Reddit with the lights out. Have you guys seen that where he's flipping the light switch on and off? And every time he turns the light off, there's like a figure. He turns oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gets closer. Yeah. So he got famous from putting that on Reddit. And now he's, no now, he's ad, now he did a sequel to a classic movie. Wow. Just from like posting that with, online. He's, Wait, he's with some big on, actors. With Rebecca Seriously. Ferguson and Ewan McGregor and, and Obi-Wan wow. Kenobi. Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he. he <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Took meme. Me <laughs> the, the lady's mom who put a picture of, of Ewan McGregor on their wall. On their, like, their Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was on. Uh, it was like on a the cover of a like a church pamphlet thing yeah i've seen mm-hmm. that too <laughs> anyway you get to check it out if uh, i will if, if well, you're maybe. a stephen king fan of the oh, we oh are. i still haven't seen it too so i haven't either oh it's it's good i'm terrified of it good good <clears throat> it's much more horror filmy than the first one that's the not first, good that's not what i want the first one was much more uh like adventure suspense film oh, okay. and the second one is much more horror filmy mm. but it's still really good okay um i think the last thing we all need to talk about the elephant in the room is mandalorian we talked about it a little bit in the last episode when this episode comes out it'll be like almost over yeah so, 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 so everyone has context we, we some of us have watched episode three some of us have episode three was released yesterday right but so, we're gonna release this episode in like two weeks so it'll be like episode we could, five we could or release whatever. it earlier and we could release it before well, whatever it doesn't matter it's we're gonna be behind <laughs> is yeah. what we're saying yeah yeah <clears throat> um but we still love it but so i think the most of us have only seen episodes one and two yep. of the mandalorian and chris said it earlier in our slack chat that this might be the best work that Disney's put out since the eighties. So Star Wars, so the- Star Wars so, not Disney. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I agree. With but that, yeah, actually. it's, it's some of the best stuff that they've That's been like a, coming out. I, mean, it's it's, kind of I don't know. Rogue one was pretty great, but yeah. I hated Rogue one. <laughs> I loved Rogue One. I thought it was great. I, Rogue One might be my favorite one since. <laughs> but like, but Disney's? that's bold to say because there's been a lot of Star Wars things. Yeah. But, but that, uh, it just feels so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like Star, Star Wars was my gateway drug. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but we're talking about it a lot. And I have just been spewing what I know yeah. in our Slack chat because I love Star Wars. I read a lot of books. I played a lot of video games. And have you I, read the Thrawn series? I haven't, no. I really want to read the Thrawn series. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Mandalorian, it's really... You're getting a lot of... There's a lot of world building. There's a lot of lore. The Beskar stuff. The stuff that they're bringing up, I was like... Because I read the the, uh, Mandalorian War. I read the Mm -hmm. Boba Fett series. And I was like, oh, they're doing... And it was just called Mandalorian Iron. Mm -hmm. So they finally gave it a name. I don't know how long ago they did. Right. uh, but you get the yeah. best guard that's yeah. re- that's like oh you get a lot of lore on history on of Mandalorian. I know. I wonder the, how much like I want to see the the Google stats on looking up Mandalorian lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know since yeah. since it came out because I, I don't think many people knew. It. I thought I it was funny that Jake name dropped. Uh, I forgot his name. Yaddle. 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 <laughs> Yaddle. Yeah, because I used to answer the phone and go Yaddle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because Yaddle is in Phantom Menace. For One like of the ugliest. Uh, yeah. Ugliest characters in Star like Wars a, a female Yoda we, nobody knows Yoda's race or what Yoda's uh, it's, always been, home it's always been referred or, to as Yoda's race which I love that by the way mm-hmm. well the the internet's ref- started referring to him as tri tri claws tri something like because because Yoda only has the three, oh tri claws 
is oh, a track okay. loss. I don't know. I haven't it's seen something that. Like that. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, but like, I like that, that when, when George Lucas opened up the universe and was like, Hey, you guys can, you guys can write, play in my world or play in my universe. Uh, he said, but you can't write about Yoda's race. Yeah, you can't he, write he about intentionally Yoda wants it to be big. his origin and all that stuff, which, but it makes know. them feel important. Cause we've only seen yeah. three so but far. Big, mm-hmm. and when they, when they do show up, they change, they like make big effects. Disney. On. I think there was, there's been five before Mandalorian five uh members of that race but when disney took over it took took three of those away oh oh like um, in the books yeah because there because there's some like in the old republic yeah, yeah they, they and there's, i think there's stuff. only there's only been five and every single one of them all five of them have been very powerful force using jedi <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's super interesting so i don't know how much into spoilers we want to get i know because i talking um, about yoda right now might be a spoiler but this will come out in three weeks so yeah, yeah. i mean if yeah, you I, haven't seen it then you uh, probably I don't even have Rock, have you been i don't even have it? disney plus you can tonight. scroll facebook and you'll see a meme already of baby yoda yeah, i saw it before over. i even saw the episode right. so yeah me too i didn't but no, no, so no, I, I was surprised when it came up i got i got that too it opens up and you see the Dude, little green i love like no i love way. the um when the, when, the, when the show's over and they show the artwork, yeah, like I want to print it and hang it on my wall, the, like, right? The art, like I love this show and uh, Dave Filoni, the guy who's helped create it with John Favreau. Uh, this dude worked on all the TV shows, like the Clone Wars and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's created more Star Wars content than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So like, and so George Lucas was well, he the one that was on the Chef Show? I, I don't. Was, I think that show. They, they, on the Chef Show they go to the. <laughs> To the um, Lucas like, Arts, yeah, stuff. Lucas Arts. They have like a compound where they make all, the, like, grow all their own food and stuff, and write Star Wars stuff. Really? And, and they go there and make this thing. Oh, for all the uh, Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, Skywalker Ranch. Isn't it kind of weird that uh, the show that we're talking about, Mandalorian, is getting more excitement, and more buzz than the film Episode that's nine. being released <laughs> next month? Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm not even excited. About that movie is movie. like not even done filming yet. They're still they're still editing it. They still have like they have right. like seven or eight different endings, and they can't decide on which one. Right? There's like a Captain well, and Kennedy it's also, cut. There's a George Lucas cut. Yeah. There's a J.J. Abrams cut. Exactly. There's a Bob Iger cut. It's also there's following mess, the the cut. hugely controversial Last Jedi <laughs> yep. that I personally liked. I didn't hate it. Like well, I, there, for the record, I liked it, but I hated Force Awakens. Yeah, so that's why I like Last. Jedi. I think there's a lot of rumors about where this is going like about how successful like it's going to be interesting to it's going to make money despite itself it will will. but it's such a frankenstein's monster yeah and like uh mandalorian is supposed to feed into this movie this but i'm not sure how anymore well it's if they haven't nailed an ending we were talking about in the chat and it's interesting how the release dates of the of the tv show Mm -hmm. coincides with the um with the movie and so it's i wonder how much it's gonna i mean i don't know how it's gonna tie in but i wonder if it will Hmm. well i think something that um was really great about the mandalorian was uh how great the the pilot was oh yeah the Mm -hmm. and and it what it did and this is pedro pascal by the way yeah it was a good it was a good hook so i i kind of wanted to and that's that's what our that's what our topic is today is pilots some of the what what are the best pilots out there um and i wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about what makes a good pilot Mm. right because i i think i i I have some notes here and i think there are a few 
uh, five different things, maybe that five things I would say that a pilot has to do that, that for it to be a good pilot, you have to have these five things. I was, I was talking to Chris about this. Um, and I think for the sake of this, this episode, we should, we should really keep our, our, our topics about just the pilot because Mm -hmm. a pilot can hook you. Mm-hmm. And that's, sure. that's my thing. I don't know if yours is the hook. One of your five criteria is, is a hook, uh-huh. but the pilot has to hook you. And if it, if it doesn't hook you, it's, it's pointless, it's useless. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the thing is that that in my opinion is the biggest thing. If, is, if is, it so, ends and you want more and you want to keep watching. Yeah. So I think the five things that a pilot has to have to make it a good pilot is it has to, it has to establish the world. One that you're like, like build in. the rules, build, build the, the rules, world. build the world that you're living in. It has to establish the characters mm-hmm. that are going to be playing in the world. Uh, it has to establish the tone that the show is yeah, going the to th- take the themes, and the themes, the tone the show is going to take. It has to establish the stakes of the story that you're playing, that, that, that they're telling. And then the last thing is the hook. It has to hook you. It has to. Yeah. It has so, to give you a hook. It's a, it's it's essentially the first act of a movie. Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's the first act of a movie, and it's got it has to. Those five things have to be established. And if it doesn't do one of those five things right, it feels off. And chances are you're not gonna you're not gonna care to come back for episode two. Yep. And, right. and to that point, episode two has to be good too, because you gotta you gotta like. Well, it has to live up yeah, to to, to exactly. the pilot. There's been yeah. some pilots I've seen though where like the episode two came out and like that's a different actor it's a different actor it's a, a different, different movie it's a different yeah. tone yeah. it feels Th- different that often it, happens with like uh n- not so much like because they shop the pilot around and yeah then, they shop it around and then and then if, if it's like a um what am i like a sitcom or something that then it it's not. It, it's a little different, mm-hmm. and there's not an overarching story, and so th- that can work sometimes. And and going back to like the hook, the hook can be different things. Mm-hmm. The hook in, in action or or suspense type places, the hook is usually a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It's a cliffhanger. You have to know what happens next. Yeah. Um. But a lo- for a lot of uh, character based stories and a lot of the stage like really well yeah a lot of character based a lot of of comedies the hook is how good the characters are and you wanting the characters are so well built that you want to spend more time with the characters charisma of the actor along that point i obviously a a pilot episode is going to have to have some sort of cliffhanger to make you want more to make you come it doesn't have to though well it it should in my opinion it should but here's but but to to the extent we'll get this when we talk about each other's uh each of our um our episodes are the pilots that we picked. I think that a pilot episode and for that matter, a season should also answer some pretty like set up questions and then also answer them within that, within that mm-hmm. episode. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah, I, I'll get back to it when we start talking to about each other's, I'll, I'll kind of bring this up a little bit, but like if you're going to set up a problem, I want that answered right, like almost right away, and then mm-hmm. set up the bigger problem. You know what I mean? That the whole sure the internal done. arc, the external yeah, yeah. arc, yeah, yeah. show that. Type so of that stuff. that's that's what I'm talking about here is that I think that a good pilot has to have a lot of that because if you just spend the entire time setting up an overarching story, it might not be enough. And, and that, that that's the um, that's a magic sauce of a t- a good TV show yeah. is they have an overarching story that yeah. that covers up the whole to 23 season. episodes, mm-hmm. sometimes eight, sometimes 23. Or twenty four, and then it also has to have twenty four mini arcs mm-hmm. that that, that yeah. gets that gets resolved in each episode. And, and that's the interesting thing as well is that like I would argue that the first episode of Mandalorian 
doesn't really have much of an inner arc. It kind of just sets up the whole season, but it's one of those exceptions to the rule where it definitely has a, an arc. It has, you, you, but, but I know I see what you're saying. Yeah, though. Like, like like he doesn't have like a personal arc. He's yeah. just doing a job. The, sec, the second episode, it's yeah, almost like different. he's he stumbled yeah. into something bigger than himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but it definitely ends with him. Uh, beating the beating the the guards. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I love that scene. Beating the guards. Middle and end. It has a beginning. I've always it has wondered. Sure. I've always wondered how an IG android fights. That might have been my <laughs> like as far as like as far as the nerd <laughs> going. Mm-hmm. That might have been my favorite well, part. I of was the waiting whole for thing. someone to come save them, and then they just save themselves. IG. I like, the I yeah. watching an IG robot operate, mm-hmm. and the the sensors on the head constantly moving. Yeah, and then the. The arms, the arms moving almost like Equilibrium, the movie mm-hmm. Equilibrium, where the yeah, arms are constantly yeah. moving, and then as it turns and its hips and legs move around, spin around, back around, because its wire harness and its hips have to get, <laughs> and then it cut. Well, I was like, <gasps> sorry, I just said this in passing. I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, the IG, the IG robot. Okay, what scene. is IG? It's uh so the IG is like the type of android so like okay. a like an R two unit. Oh, okay. Um, the IG, the IG unit is like is a, a bounty hunter, bounty like hunter. Fighty, fighter droid. So there's like the most and famous one is IG eighty eight from which, the which sequel, is funny from because the original trilogy. The prequels gotcha. the prequels had uh had fighter droids, soldier droids, and they just mm-hmm. all looked dumb. The B one droids. Yeah, yeah, and even the, the bigger B2 ones, droids. even the big Roger, ones. Roger. Yeah, but even the bigger ones, right? The B two droids that, that shot out their arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those <laughs> those they all just kind of looked like. So Oh, yeah, well, but so then, a pilot, but this droid that you're talking about here, the IG droid was yeah. actually one of the first droids that I was like, this thing could really kick some ass. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, oh, I was so happy to see that. And the stunt <laughs> casting in that first episode, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi. I couldn't tell it was him though. I was, oh, I was like, I was like, I had to look it up because I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, was, telling, I was like, I was telling Ali, I was like, you know who that is? And he's like, no, I'm like, hey man. Bring him the spaceship. Nick Nolte, mm-hmm. uh, Taika Waititi, Werner Herzog, like some Brian Posehn, <laughs> Brian Posehn, some uh, who's crazy a, who's a, stunt. Who's a blue player. alien? It's that guy from SNL, Horatio Sands. Oh, not Horatio Sands. It's Horatio something else. It's okay. not Sands. Sands is the big fat guy. <laughs> Damn it! I think that's who it is. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's anyway. Horatio. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so let's get into, we're going to talk about our personal goats for, uh, pilots. Let's um, let's do it. Let's start off with our runner up though. And is there anyone wants to start or should I go? Go ahead. Okay. My runner up and this, I actually changed. This was my goat and then I changed it. Uh, my runner up was arrested development. Um, it's, uh, Fine, Chris is right. God damn it, you're he's such an annoying he's person. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks really Jesus good. Christ looks on really a cracker, good. dude. Jake cannot be wrong good about this stuff. <laughs> Coming from Chris, can't be wrong about anything. Good All right, All right. I just, All right. I'm just a w- me. Okay. Uh, so, Arrested Development is the uh, my pick for my runner-up. Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. And that one, I took some notes on this. Uh, let's see. It, it establishes the world, right? There, it's a family that lives in la-la land amongst mm-hmm. normal people. So the family is 
aloof and and doesn't is disconnected from reality but the world they live in is the natural world right so there's that it it establishes that the sudden valley uh the 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 home that they live in that was one of the funniest lines when he in the post credit basically when he's gets a job with a with the other company and they're like sit well and he's like they're like we're gonna set you up in one of our estates and he goes attic or main house (laughs) like because he lives in the attic of his i don't know uh some interesting world things about that world is the the news anchor is actual news anchor from Los Angeles. Oh, That's really? kind of cool. I like it when they do that. Yeah. Um, they, uh, the, but the, the big strength of this show is the characters. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. they were fleshed out from the beginning. Oh, like, yeah. you, you watch all the way through. I don't know how, how many seasons there are now. They kind of fell off, but, um, with, the, with, the, with, but you go back and they're basically the same character as when they started. They were so fleshed out from the beginning. That, that's one. That's one of my notes is like, they, they had nailed the characters down because a lot of times with TV shows, the characters like come into their own through the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, like Michael Scott in the office is not the same Michael Scott. Right. First season, second season. Mm-hmm. This one, it's like, they're the same. They, yeah. they flushed them out. And, and making Job ride a segue from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. yeah. He's they, the they type of guy that rides a segue in public. They establish jokes that, or they, they, they start like the, the the form like they formulate jokes in the first episode. That's, that's that, something that, I that want to create, talk about. That go forth in the rest of the show. Yeah, like this this show. I think out of all the pilots we watched, this is the most important to the show because there's ongoing running jokes from oh, yeah. episode one, yeah. which to me is a detriment when you look at best pilot because an ongoing joke is funnier when you hear it three seasons later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, so, so it's rewatchable. Like you watch the yes. whole thing and then go back and then like the yeah. first season's awesome. But the mm-hmm. first time you see it, it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's stuff not, it's like when the mom says, sure. I dipped in the kitty a mm-hmm. few times. Yeah. That kitty's the name of his secretary yeah. that he was having an affair with, which is a funny joke, but it also fits the episode. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't, but you don't know who Kitty you, is you at don't all know in the first episode. Exactly. They never mentioned her. But it doesn't make, it doesn't, it doesn't feel out of place no, it for doesn't. her say, to say that. Dude. <laughs> but later on in the series, when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, dipping in the Kitty. That's- I, what's the one where they like, like Job starts to say the F word and then like, he's like, what the f-? And then like four or five episodes later, it cuts to that scene again and it comes in and he's all, Uck, are you doing <laughs> like, like four episodes later they start there uh it just i don't know that's, like, how, that's how they get around swearing on uh but it took like six episodes to get there <laughs> that's awesome. um yeah but that's what i was, was going to say is like th- out of all the highlights i saw this one established everybody so well and then the jokes start from there immediately established mm-hmm. like what? i said job's writing a segue and it's and like Lucille is a lush and she's like, I love all my children equally. I don't care for don't Job. Care. <laughs> One thing I um I really liked is the ongoing joke uh, in Arrest Development, the whole series is obviously uh, Tobias being gay. Um yeah. and the the one thing I forgot about this this pilot is that he stabs up and he's like to the family, he's like, I have an announcement to make, and they're like, You're gay. And it's like one of the only times they actually like came out and said yeah. you're I gay. I think that might be my favorite joke mm-hmm. in the whole series. Well, well his reaction like, no, I want to be an actor. When she says you're gay, and he goes, No, Lindsay. How many times must we have this? No, I want to be an actor. Like <laughs> that, that might be my favorite joke in the entire series. And it's in the mm-hmm. pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so good. That's good. Um, yeah. And it's good the pick. hook in that is not 
there's no cliffhanger. The hook well, like, is the yeah. is the characters being so well established, and you want to spend more time with these characters. Sure, and that's what brought you back for. You, and you do kind of you do kind of want to know what happens to the dad. Yeah, he he's in jail. in jail, and then they end. He's like, I love it here. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's kind of a hook. But you're right. Like it's, it's it's less about the story, more about the characters. <laughs> right. But, right. but I do enjoy the story mm-hmm. that goes along with it. Sure, yeah. It, but, it also establishes the tone. Mm-hmm. It's a silly show. It's fast-paced. It moves. The, it like the, the, it has a, the, the has jokes a narrator. just fly at you. They're the, the, jokes I always miss. Oh, the, the narrator yeah. tells jokes even. Mm-hmm. like it's. Um, and it also establishes the stakes. It's very low stakes. It's whether this family is going to... Whether Michael's going to stick with the family, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a very low stakes show, mm-hmm. which allows it to be silly. It's it's it. one of those pure comedies, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's my runner up. Yeah, yeah. and I like, spend more time on that than we good should. picks. Sorry, I think guys. it's a good run I, choice for a runner up too, because I feel like every episode that comes after is better than the last one. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like I said, they it's build on the show. Yeah, it's it's only better on because it's building jokes. Because I've I've showed like my I was like this is the funny show of all time. When I show my mom like a random episode and she's like it's not funny. And I was like no it's hilarious. But like I guess you don't know these characters yeah. so yeah like you didn't get that inside joke you didn't get that inside that, joke. That's, that, that's very common with with TV comedies. It's like our podcast. Like if we have running <laughs> jokes from episode one. Oh. All right. All right. Okay. Should we go clockwise or counterclockwise? Whatever. Chris, go. Okay. Um, so I didn't know we were watching runner-ups. Um, I didn't. Well, I watched Jake. Just it, it, was, it was an optional thing, I think. Mm-hmm. So, But my runner-up I chose was a show called Death Note. <laughs> And I did not watch this. I did. Very, I watched it. Very different tone. Yeah. Of show. <laughs> and the reason why I picked Death Note is it's an anime. It's a... Made in Japan. Yeah, and which um, one? Because there's two on Netflix. So there's a movie. Oh yeah, that, the, the Netflix that was, movie that was made from the anime. Right. Um, a lot of people. I, I've seen it. It's fine. It's an adaptation. But it, it was like if this happened in America, so a lot of people were mad because they kind of whitewashed um, the. But then Japanese. they. But then they made one of the characters like an African American. I don't know. I. It was okay. It's not terrible. Um, but the show is not only one of the best anime I've ever seen. It's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen full stop period. Like I really, really like the show to me. It's very interesting and it's an interesting concept. And, uh, you don't know, or Scott doesn't know. There's a kid who's very intelligent. Uh, he's a good, yeah, he's a senior in high school. Um, but he just finds a notebook out in the middle of, uh, the school, courtyard they have the courtyard and he picks it up and it says is it a horror crooks no kind of but he picks it up and it says if you write somebody's name in this book they will die and so in he's 40 like, seconds yeah so he's like huh so he, he writes somebody's name so he's watching he's watching tv he's like what is this like some stupid trick so he watches tv there's a guy who's holding uh people hostage in a building and they release his name so he sees his face and he writes a pic he writes his name down in the book and the guy dies and so he's like whoa and he just kind of backs up but it's basically a, a story of how absolute power corrupts absolutely and there's a lot of little rules with the book that like that he kind of figures out as he goes along the way and can't kill someone with your same name mm-hmm so you but you basically see him become like psychotic like um 
I don't know. Like, he, like gets he gets power hungry. He gets a god complex almost immediately. Oh yeah. And it, it's I a would really be of this world. It's a really cool like cat and mouse story because the, the detective that that goes after him is like their ace in the whole Sherlock Holmes type detective, very secret. But watching those two outwit each other the whole show, it's it it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So why, why didn't he just kill a detective? Uh, he doesn't it, know his name. He doesn't know his name. Doesn't know his, name, doesn't know his, his face. He goes by a code name. Um, but the detective has basically looked at because he because he starts killing people like crazy. He's like, I'm going to kill every murderer, every rapist, every so and so. And then and then the the detective he goes like, huh, he's killing only these people. He's like, so he's like kind of baiting him. Like, what about somebody who says that they're going to arrest him? So he puts somebody on TV that's like. I'm going to find you because you are a terrible person and you're a murderer. I don't care what you think. And then he kills that person. So he's like, oh, so he'll kill anybody who he th- feels like deserves it. Is a threat. Or is a threat to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to say something about this. So I, I've been a little bit um, burnt out of anime lately. We played, That's why I didn't want you guys no, to no, watch no, it. No, no, I'm not. This, this isn't, this isn't a diss. Mm-hmm. L- let me, let me get where I'm going with this. So we, we watch, we played Doki Doki. We, uh, we had the Hayao Miyazaki, um, mm-hmm. episode and, um, anyway. And so when, when I saw that you put death note and then I looked it up and I saw the movie, I was like, Oh, the movie, Oh, it's this movie. It's not a show. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the anime. I was like, Oh, great. Another anime. <laughs> but I will say though, yeah. Of all of these shows, and a lot of them I've already seen, but all of these shows, this one's the one that I've actually kept watching. Oh, you kept watching it? Mm-hmm. I'm oh, in wow. episode three or something now. Oh, cool. So um, it, it's it's a little difficult to approach uh, because it requires some some understanding of of some like Japanese traditions, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like like because there's a there's a death god, a god of death, basically that the, the <coughs> death note belongs to him and he lost it and the kid found it gotcha. and this guy follows the kid around and only the kid can see him and this guy follows him around and he comes from like the realm of the death gods and you the have to, and so you had so stuff like that where like it introduced that character and it says oh in this realm and i was like what and he goes it's yeah. a death it's this death god realm. and then the, he shows himself to the kid and the kid's like Oh, it's a death god. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, what? It's a little, it's what a little is, like, so it, it makes it, presumptions, you know? It, well, and it, like, those presumptions are fair if you're yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Because it's a, it's Japanese traditions that me as an American, I don't really get, I don't understand. I haven't, I haven't really. It'd be like if, if it was here, like the Grim Reaper or something. Yeah. Well, what yeah, I mean, yeah. what I mean by presumptions is when the, the detective, L is his code name, when the detective is like, I want to start with Japan. It's like he doesn't really give a reason. He's just like, I'm starting here. He gave a and reason. It, I don't. What was it? Just the 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 names that he selected. He he was oh. picking names, but one of them uh, got arrested somewhere else. But he was brought to Japan to be incarcerated. Okay, okay. There. So so maybe I missed that part. But so or maybe the data that was that he gathered. It was, I, I remember when I watched the pilot. I remember thinking like that seems a little sudden. But maybe they explain it in the second or third episode. It's the first one. Okay, maybe I missed it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a good show. It's an interesting, it's, it's got, definitely it, interesting. It's got enough of sure. a hook to, to get me to keep watching. And mm. I, I don't typically like, I don't hate anime. I just, it's not my cup of tea all the time. Um, but I'll, I have an open mind to it and I, I, I still watching this one. So I like it. Yeah. Cool. Plus I wanted to get a animated show on here. <laughs> so, um, cartoon representation. Um, my old runner up was animated and then changed. So should we we move on mine? Okay, mine uh, is Dexter.
and Dexter. Dexter, it's funny about Dexter. Dexter's a lot of people have a love hate relationship with that show just because of the way it ended. Um, but the pilot is, in my opinion, one of the best pilots ever. Um, you have a you have a vigilante. You he speaks to the audience. He speaks to you through narration, and he tells you the inner workings of him. and And basically, he's just this person. He's a serial killing vigilante who's trying to take these urges that happened to him from some, from a, an event that happened to him when he was a kid that doesn't that the show doesn't touch on in the pilot, but it does later on in the first season. And it kind of ex- shows why he does what he does, and. Um, I mean, the, kills kills killers. Yeah, yeah he basically. kills killers. He 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 has he's has an urge to kill people. He has an urge like a serial killer to kill people. But he was adopted by a police officer who the police officer knew that there that knew what was going on, and so he was he, like a profiler. So he yeah. profiled his son at a young uh-huh. age. He, he exactly, and he told he taught Dexter how to use this urge and use it to benefit society. So by, is this all in the pilot? Yeah, yeah. By he he taught he taught Dexter how to uh, cover his tracks for one, and number two to do research he and, gave, he and stalk people. He gave him a code to stalk people and only kill people who were uh, slipped through the cracks of the justice system and are one hundred percent guilty. And are one hundred percent guilty. See Dexter. See like, for instance, a search warrant. You can't. You you know police officers can't search your home without a search warrant. Dexter can find whatever he wants. He finds you're guilty. He's going to kill you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very much a vigilanteism in that regard. But the opening scene is him killing a choir, uh, a, a head choir guy, right? The he does a boys choir. He, he, he leads a boy boys choir. He kills this man. And it turns out this man had been killing other boys. And so he like, he confronts these killers and he says, he says, basically look over here and he points and he finds all, he, he shows all of the dead bodies, all the evidence, all of the evidence that Dexter found of these dead boys. Some of them were skeletons. Some of them were recently, recently <clears throat> dead. And he like confronts him. He says, you know, basically gets them to admit it. Yeah. Gets them to admit it. And then he kills them. And then, and then chops them up into little pieces and then dumps them in the ocean, disposes of them. And the way that the thing is, and so Dexter has this weird sick sense where like he's a blood splatter analysis. So he enjoys going to crime scenes and seeing how the blood gets on the walls and so all that stuff. He, he it's the only time he ever has, it's oh. the only time he ever has emotion. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. a sociopath that doesn't feel emotion. Yeah. But the only time he does feel emotion is when he sees blood and he's like it sets my teeth on edge it gets yeah. really creepy it, it, he way. he is creepy in that way but he has been taught and learns how to cope in society so he has a he has a, a mask if you will um he has learned patterns of the oh and he's really good at it it's the the op- the overarching story the overarching season long story i guess is a is another serial killer that dexter's trying to this Dexter's going to try to hunt and uh, they find two or three bodies in the first in the, in the pilot episode and Dexter determines that he's being driven by an ice truck. And so, or like a, like a refrigerated truck. So he finds, he's like out at like two or three in the morning in Miami, he sees an ice truck just driving. So he follows it and the ice truck turns around and throws the head of one of his victims on Dexter's car. And so he's like, Oh shoot. So they now know more about this killer. Right. But then the hook, (laughs) the hook, the part that I love the, like when I first watched this episode, I was like, I just, I giggled and I, I went crazy for it was he 
Dexter comes home at the end and he sees a head of a, a Barbie doll head pinned to like uh, magnetized to his fridge. And he's like, oh, and then he opens the fridge and he sees the rest of the Barbie. So the, the MO of this, this ice truck killer is that he would drain all the blood and he would chop them up into small little pieces. Right. And then um, but it was like perfectly but it was like chopped up, perfectly cut, perfect pieces. no blood, nothing. And he opens his freezer and there's a body, uh, a Barbie doll chopped up. So like the killer was in his apartment. The killer was basically like sending him like a, and it didn't and, scare him and it didn't scare him. Just like, He's like, okay, the last Ooh, line, this yeah. is an invitation to play. Yes. <laughs> and I really want to, that's the last line. He says he wants to play and I really want to. <laughs> so it's just, it's, uh, Oh yeah. Cause it's narr- cause he's narrated. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. narrated. The, the pilot does a good job of something in, in this show. Cause this is one of my favorite shows of all time until after a certain oh. season, then it just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but the pilot it it establishes things uh like he's a sociopath he doesn't feel things but then you watch the show and you're like oh he he does he's lying like he he has an idea of himself in his head and it's not true um but like every every single um contradiction that you probably heard they address in the show Mm -hmm. because he's like He's like, you're the, when he confronts the serial killer, he's like, you're the same as me. He's like, I'm not the same as you. I only kill killers. He's like, okay, keep telling yourself that. Right. <laughs> like, right. yeah. I got to, since you're the, since the two of us are the only ones that have watched the whole show, mm-hmm. what would you think about seeing first season Rita again? Um, uh, you I, didn't, you didn't watch it, did you? Well, I mean, I remember it really well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of characters in the show and like when, if you were to pitch the show to me, like I, I shouldn't like it. Like yeah. there's, there's a police precinct that's procedural. Yeah. Definitely like, a pre- police procedural. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, guess, I guess what I was trying to, I, that, that question was asked based on the assumption that you had, re- you had watched this pilot again. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'm just trying to say when I did watch the pilot again, I was like, <laughs> oh man, that's Rita. Yeah. So did they like, switch out an actress? No, yes. they didn't switch out the actress. The actress has a has her own character arc that 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 carries over, and she her character arc is actually I think really strong. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I don't want to give anything away if you're planning on watching the show, but it gets the characters pretty... are very well fleshed out too. Though his his sister, yeah, uh, the black uh, Dokes. S- Dokes. sergeant, yeah, who's a dickhead of the highest order. Dude, uh, he's he's a meme that's lasted like ten years. Yeah, he's the worst. Surprise, mother. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the captain, not the captain, but the lady. Oh, lieutenant. Uh, Guerta. Lieutenant. La Guerta. La Guerta. Uh, the angel, mm-hmm. that guy. Like they, the the characters are very very well fleshed out, and that's ultimately like the hook that Troy's talking about with the with the Barbie doll is really interesting but ultimately what makes me want to keep watching the show is the characters mm-hmm. see how they continue to interact and, and that is other. one of I would say one of Dexter's the show's strongest things throughout all I think eight seasons is you really start to care about all of the characters even even Mazuka Mazuka uh, who the he's pervert a, yeah he, he's uh, an angel you, you care about all of these characters and how they interact with Dexter um himself and then uh there was another point i was going to make but oh the the thing with rita was it was kind of going off of what J- chris said about the season that mm-hmm. he was talking about um arguably the best season maybe even ever of anything was dexter season four <laughs> it was mm-hmm. really good um and then that's that's the the a big part of rita's story arc is in that season so <laughs> anyway okay scotty so mine i chose 30 rock for my runner-up
<laughs> Which is a different change. It's a change of pace, I guess, Definitely. coming back to Arrested Development style. Definitely a change of pace. Yeah. Um, it's it's basically, for, for those of you who don't know what it is, it, it's, it was pretty popular 10 years ago or so. Um, it's basically the story of behind the scenes of what SNL would be behind the scenes mm-hmm. and like the, the writers, uh, how they interact with the, with the, with the, um, network, it, the network executives, as well as the, the, um, comedians Actors, on the show yeah. and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's really good. I, I love the show. I, I've never seen the show before Oh really? until you told me to watch it. And it, I, I don't know why I just like, just avoided it for some reason, not on purpose. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, me too. I, it's it never was... on my radar. Yeah, the show's hilarious. Oh, Dude, it is All, like so Tina Fey is so talented. She's so she is funny. hilarious, and I like how she shows restraint in her writing because she wrote herself on the show. Mm-hmm. But there's people like making fun of her. There's oh, like yeah. like a kind of a chauvinistic man who's her boss. Well, <laughs> like, and Tracy Morgan got playing, her figured out through like numbers and stuff. Tracy Morgan playing an Eddie Murphy type character mm-hmm. was perfect. So good. I mean, he plays himself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's the it, her, and this is another one that like Chris was saying with the rest of the development the jokes are flying at mm-hmm. you and oh, i missed yeah. half of them oh yeah really i they know I, I know i missed half a of them a lot like alec i don't I, alec baldwin's a good actor he kind of plays the same thing in every yeah. role five inches but yeah. it's thick <laughs> when he's answering the questions five inches but it's thick and i love the look she gives him she's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he th- this is probably sorry i mean i mean i like alec baldwin I'm but sorry. this is probably my favorite <laughs> My favorite thing he's he's done. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. he is so good in this. Uh, his trivection oven and like just the he's like I am the third. I am the head of TV programming and microwaves. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you the, program microwaves. <laughs> I, I can't remember the actress's name, but the the blonde one she's that puts the hemorrhoid cream on her eyes, and he's like, <laughs> dude, when Jack <laughs> McBrayer comes up to her and he goes, here's, here's, your here's the hemorrhoid cream you asked for, and, and I heard it, I was like, that's Fix It Felix. <laughs> I've never yeah, seen yeah, his I, face. I had, I had the opposite. I was like, yeah. oh really? Yeah. But like, but like, and then she's like, he's like here's the head hemorrhoid cream you ordered and she's like it's for my face and he's like well whatever you're doing keep doing it <laughs> whatever it's, it's working it's working it's working, it's working. Put it on it's working i loved i like i la- I, was, I was i watched it last Such night in my line. basement and she's, he's like here's your hemorrhoid cream and she's like uh and i was laughing and then he goes and she goes uh it's for my face i was like that's the worst thing you're gonna say <laughs> it's for my face <laughs> but he's so smooth his, his uh, whatever you use it for keep it keep it up and i i've seen like commercials for the show i i guess i kind of thought that she was like a diva or something yeah. or maybe she eventually becomes one but she seems like really insecure she's actually yeah. really likable it is um, and she, she's like she's like a perfectionist because that's the only she i think because she feels like imposter syndrome so the only way she can keep up is to be a perfect perfectionist mm-hmm. and then tracy morgan who's who plays tracy jordan in the show um comes is, in and forces her to break out of her perfectionist ways and, mm-hmm. and then because he's such loose. a wild card yeah dude when he when she has to like she ends up at the black strip club and, and like she's dancing she's dancing oh my gosh that whole thing it was good Duh. it was good yeah like this out of all of the pilots we watched this one made me want to keep watching yeah yeah like honestly yeah, like, and, and i think we, we've said it I think on every single one, it's really the establishment of the characters. Uh, I was just about to say, I've learned something about us for... We are very much in love with character-driven stories. Oh yeah, yeah we like yeah. character. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're very much in love with the character-driven. And, and, that, and that's very that's 
that's very modern. Not modern. It's obviously been going it, it's on. One I think of it's, things, it's something that's coming back a lot. I think it's more of like adult sensibilities, to be honest. It like, is. I watch Transformers. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but my son's like, that was so awesome, which is he's allowed to think that. Yeah. But like, yeah. I couldn't tell you the plot of any of those movies now. It's also one of those things when you're watching a TV show and you see uh, you see like a boring episode. I'm doing air quotes, a air quote, boring episode. And the ones that people don't get all crazy about. Uh-huh. I usually just think of like, Hey, we're establishing it's, characters, it's, you know, yeah. we're, we're, character we're, building. we're character building, we're, we're developing their arc and I appreciate those, that stuff. Absolutely. I appreciate the time that's spent into that. And yeah, anyway, that's going to show itself even more in our goats. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the goats. My goat, uh, is, and it's funny, my, both my runner up and my goat are my two favorite TV shows of all time. And they were both canceled way before their time. By the um, same network. By the, by same, the same, network. same network. Around the same time period. Um, around about the same time period. Yep. Uh, Firefly. Take my love. Take my land. Take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Firefly is my is my goat. Uh, I changed this up uh, last minute this week. I changed it up, and then I realized that my goat is an hour and a half long, and it's basically a movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and had all had and all was on it. Hulu, so you had and to watch the commercials. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray, so I was able to you, not have you. To you gave us a twenty-minute episode to watch with Futurama, and then you mm-hmm. gave us an hour and a half. So that's true. Thanks, Dick. Futurama was my first runner-up, and then I did, uh, which is a great pilot. It is. Then a great I, pilot. I changed. I changed it to so. I want to talk a little bit. I've got some notes here, guys. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the the, intro the music? world, the intro music. <laughs> I would I I sing myself to sleep every night with that <laughs> intro music. Um, so right off the bat, you get in the world that they're building. You get Mal and Zoe's history, military history. That's such great exposition. You get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I really like those two, like their relationship, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. completely professional mm-hmm. yet friend, like platonic, mm-hmm. they respect each other. You have you have Mal's religious <clears throat> aspect. Mm-hmm. So you get some. So you get some yeah. uh, some character building there. Some backstory with his religious uh Aversions. nature uh you have well, he loses his religion because in the war he kisses mm-hmm. the cross yeah. and, then, mm-hmm. and then he's and then he loses it yeah. you have uh there's a lot of chinese mm-hmm. in the episode the they yeah. speak chinese oh constantly well, it, it, it establishes the vocabulary of the show goram and Go stuff Ram. like like and, that yeah, humped or oh, we're humped. humped yeah stuff like that that's like they establish their the language that they speak very early um the island the alliance things like prostitutes are a very proud profession and it's um oh, depending on what corner of the galaxy you're in i guess right or depending on well, who you're talking to literally everyone but mal respects yeah prostitutes. but like but then we see we probably see things through his perspective as the audience well right yeah but 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 everyone respects prostitute prostitute like companions well, not, not the they, the say, they say like three or f- two or three times that it's a respectable mm-hmm. uh, the, profession the, the shepherd she's the she's the, she's the only the, respectable the ambassador the, the shepherd yeah. and the religious people don't respect it but they also but the shepherd he nice respects to her, her. He, he's nice to her they're there's nice that, to each other there's, there's, there's that there's respect really but he doesn't respect really pandering her shot of him of the book of shepherd book sitting in her shuttle uh struggling with his feelings and then she puts her hand on his head to comfort him and it's the the preacher 
being blessed ha- by being a, blessed by a prostitute. By, <laughs> by, it's just like, oh my gosh. It, I the, the imagery of that. So um, so Firefly is interesting because it's it's a space sci-fi western Cowboys. western. So Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had that thought. Actually, it's uh, all three of us. Uh, oh, no. Star Wars? You mean Star Wars? No, no, no yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's more Western than Star Wars because it is. I, I mean, but you still have the. Yeah, it's the, hard to find rogue scoundrels with spaceships. The hips, <laughs> hip slinging gun, gunsters, and then, uh, gunslingers. Um, <laughs> did I say gunslingers? You said hip slinging gunsters. <laughs> that's, that's, that's now. Uh, that's but now, as opposed uh, to gunslinging hipsters? Like, yeah, what are you trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got what you meant, but it was just really funny. Yeah. Captain Mal and Han Solo are now hip slinging gunsters. <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going down in Cold Bow Cannon. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, you have they 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 establish characters as we've already talked about. They've established so the characters so well, and there's so many characters in yeah, the there show. Is. There's so but I remember it's, thinking it's hour, like it's, you, it's two hours long. So. You have your four. You have your four main or your five main crew members, and I was like, oh yeah. Then they add Shepard Book. Oh yeah. Then they add Simon Tam. Oh yeah. Then they add River Tam. And now you have seven main characters in this show. That you're oh yeah, and Inara. So the eight. You have eight main characters in this show that you're like, and then and then there's smaller characters as well that they're introducing. <coughs> oh, yeah. They also do a really good job of showing, like they're they're kind of a motley crew. They're like, I guess the guardians of the galaxy. If you're looking for a comparison, like they don't get along. They've all got their like uh, like kind of like agendas and their personalities. Um, but I liked every single character Dude, in this first my, like even jane jane was my favorite like jane and he's such he's such a dick in this show he is but so is mal like yeah um, J- jane is a dick without <coughs> morals it seems and then mal is a dick with morals and like well jane doesn't have code. the jane doesn't have the honey tongue like like uh yeah mal has. yeah yeah mm-hmm. he, he's the bruiser yeah and so matt mal his, but his is job in- is public relations okay <laughs> <laughs> so all those things that I talked about that makes a great uh, episode, I think what there are three scenes in the show that really do all of those. <clears throat> it shows all of those things and it establishes the characters. It establishes the world that you're living in. It establishes the stakes of the show. Mm-hmm. It establishes the, the um, what was the other one that I was saying? The tone of the show. I, re- I really hope one of the scenes is the sponge bath. So, <laughs> Uh, I'm starting to think that Josh Whedon might be a pervert. (laughs) There's way too many feet and long shots on naked bodies in his movies. The first scene is Captain Mal defending Kaylee against Jane at the Mm -hmm. dinner table. Mm -hmm. When Jane gets really crass and Mal's like, you will, Jane, you will keep a civil tongue. And then Jane's like, oh, it gets really crass. You don't pay me enough to watch my mouth. And then, and then Captain Mal says, you're walk away from this table right now Mm -hmm. and forces Jane out. He's no no nonsense. Nathan Fillion's like, uh, I don't know the way he portrayed perfect uh, casting right there. How a captain loves his crew. And that, that establishes so many of the characters establishes Jane's character establishes Kaylee's character. establishes uh, Jane or Mal's character. It does really well. That idea was a little spoon fed when, uh, when book, I know they they had to go back and say it. Yeah. They had to say like, he's so, he he seems so mean and stuff, but he cares about you. What's going on there. Anyway, second scene is, when they're operating on Kaylee and it's specifically the shot of Jane 
looking like, yeah oh yeah like I have that sitting there too. sitting there watching the the thing and the, it the shows surgery. it shows that it's not just mal that cares about everyone on the mm-hmm. crew jane cares deeply it, about it, it, Kaylee's it establishes their brother sister type relationship exactly. also, but he's established as somebody who might betray them yeah yeah mm-hmm. but but he loves them yeah like that I, but it, it seems like it's all talk like at the end of the day yep and then the third the third shot the third scene is when Mal walks on the ship and shoots the lawman oh, without without that. question because they have that, bigger things to worry about. They have bigger he, Mal. It shows Reavers. that Mal is no bull. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He will not abide bull. He will not. And, and he's and very capable. He he just shows, shot the guy while walking. Well, yeah. It shows uh, Simon and and Rivers' importance in the show. It shows. Um, I, I don't know. Those three scenes, I think those three th- scenes is, are the three most important scenes in the sh- in the pilot sure. to establish the world, the characters, the tone and the um and the stakes. So I'll say show. I'll say that that uh scene when Mal shoots the 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 lawman whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh that was probably the main so I I watched the whole the whole season sure. and the movie, the final uh-huh. movie. And that See that shot right there um, was what made me want to keep watching Absolutely. because and, and I think it goes based off of what you're saying about building it up because because the whole show too. it did yes. look badass the, the whole duster like the whole show um, portrays like that Mal has uh, is question the, there's a big question of the of his crew's ability to get behind him that he's losing his control he's losing control he's losing his badassery he's losing it and then and then at the very and he just gets on the on board and just shoots the guy that he's not supposed to. You're not supposed to shoot an Alliance lawman, right? And he shoots him, throw him off the ship, and they just leave. And, and then he's like, like, today was a good day. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, okay. <laughs> and that and that's, when they, that's when you're like, okay, this guy, he will do what he has to to get things done, also protecting his crew. You know what that, I mean? That scene that you said mm-hmm. uh, just now, mm-hmm. Chris, was the, was the, sh- the, what established the stakes of the show mm-hmm. is, are they going to continue flying? That's that's the stakes. Is is Serenity gonna stay in the air? And there's a he says today was a good day. Simon Tan he says uh, what was it? He says Simon says all these lists off all the you things that was so like half, bad. Half your crew got shot. You got chased by Reavers. Mal says, or... well, we're still flying. Simon says that isn't much. And Mal says, well, it's enough. And Simon says, stop. And that is the three. <laughs> Those three lines in a row shows the stakes of the show. Are are we still flying? It's not much, but it's enough. Mm-hmm. That's the stakes. That's 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 what's gonna. That's what's gonna. Your motivation through the entire show, the character's motivation through the entire show, and that's another. This is another one that doesn't have a huge cliffhanger at the well, end. The, the hook is the is the, the characters. Girl. It, uh, sets, it, it, well, it sets the girl, stage. Right? So, so that's that's the overarching. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying like the hook for yeah. it gets you it gets you to want to know what happens. But as next. far as like a cliffhanger. The, yeah, they don't really the, focus on her too much in the pilot. In the pilot, like, it it the big think, yeah, that's enough of a hook. I think the big thing is the character. <clears throat> the thing that caught me and made me want to watch is I want to hang out with these guys more. I want to see what funny thing Jane's gonna say next. I want to see what funny thing Wash is gonna say next. I personally we're different, I guess, because I personally um thought the that storyline was what got well, me going. T- to your point, 
I I saw Serenity before I saw this, right? Oh, really? And that probably seems crazy to you guys now, but like I loved that movie. It's and great. the opening of that movie shows him shows him breaking River out of that facility, and then it hard cuts to the spaceship. I didn't know who these people were, but by the end of that movie, I was like, that was an amazing movie. It's like, a great movie. The like the some of the stuff they pull off because like like uh, Mal says he's like the odds are always against us, and the movie did a good job of showing how the odds are always against him and how they can just outsmart like when when he yeah, is so being chased by the and i love chowetel Ejiofor in that movie he's a oh, he's great, great villain but oh, he, he has so an cool. army waiting for him so he shoots a reaver ship and flies right at them and then he's like oh they're coming and then the reavers start pop, popping in through like the atmosphere I, like i had chills all over my body on that part but the hook of the movie was was river and mm-hmm. what they were doing to her and the mystery of the reavers i guess but Mm -hmm. so then going from the movie to the show i was like oh the show's like about them meeting them for the first time like i didn't really know that so the over the whole overarching story is really good um but i think the pilot has a little more restraint on talking about river yeah uh, because they're playing a long game Mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah unfortunately they didn't pan out um but yeah, I, I I just wanted to see the the things that Mal was gonna say, and Mal is the badass, but he's also the caring father figure, but he's also pragmatist. He's also this, wants to stay in the hilarious. sky. He's super funny. Kaylee is he's, dead. Kaylee, oh, no. <laughs> dead scene. Like he's a madman. <laughs> and then it cuts to the bridge, and, cuts, and they're all laughing. They're all it laughing. was like the Untouchables <laughs> laughed. <laughs> Well, also, it's funny. It's funny because uh, what's his face? The pilot was called Wash. him. Called him. You are crazy. Mm-hmm. Right after the other guy called him. So it's like, that, man. it's like you're it, either either you're crazy because you're also psychotic, or you're crazy because you pull crazy stuff. I love the the leaf the wash being a leaf on the wind. Even though the, oh, he didn't yeah. say it in this episode, yep. but his ability to stay calm while being chased by reavers by a bigger ship, a more powerful ship coming after well, him, and it's and his ability to stay calm and just be like okay we're gonna do this and then they pull the crazy ivan and go into full burn and they do that all that stuff and it's this uh he is everyone else is like got nerves you can see everyone's nervous he wash is 100 cucumber cool. and it's contrasted is, against the first time you meet him he's playing with dinosaurs yeah He's such a silly what character. Say, Curse your sudden but inevitable <laughs> betrayal. Yeah. I know. I was, I was like, is that like a... And I shall call this land. Was that a foreshadowing <laughs> to Jane? This land. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Mine is an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I freaking love I love I Wash. love him. He's right. the best. So what's, that's what's my what's go. the actor's name? Because uh, uh, he's one of my favorite actors and I can't remember his name right yeah. now. Is it Alan? Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah, there he is. The, I was going to say Alan Cumming. I was going to say Rickman. Right. Alan Tudyk. And, and, oh, Alan I, could, I could talk forever about Alan Tudyk. He's, he is probably hey, one of my favorite actors. By the way, that's Tucker and Dale versus Evil has Alan Tudyk in it. Uh-huh. Also, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, the main girl in that. Is oh, the, Katrina Bowden. Is, is the one girl in 30 Rock. I noticed the, that too. That's the uh, I'm like, Can you get everyone some coffee? And she's, she's like, like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> the hot girl. That made me chuckle. All right. Interesting. Should we move on? Let's go. Okay, Chris. Okay, so um, I watched a pilot recently, and it's weird that I'm choosing this show. Because I haven't seen episode two. I've just seen the pilot. <laughs> of, of your show? Of my show. Um, and this, uh, so I, when I first pitched this idea, I was, I'm, I'm very, very picky when it comes to TV shows. I feel like some TV shows just overstay their welcome. 
And I feel zero obligation to keep watching a show if I start one. That's just not something that's ingrained in me. Like, like other people, I guess, like my wife will just marathon a show. I, know, I, I have this stupid thing in my brain where I, so you don't know any of the spoilers of the, of the season. No idea. That's interesting. Yeah. I have, I have, I, I don't have that compulsion to binge a show. Like, like if I watch two episodes in a row, I have to have a palate cleanser and watch something else. Yeah. Like, well, uh, say what your show is so people don't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I, I'm just saying why I wanted to do this, this show in the first place is I wanted you guys to give me ideas of TV shows to watch. <laughs> we got, we got a week off of school now. I'm looking for something else to get into. Um, so I was like, I'm going to have these guys show, tell me their favorite shows. Uh, but the show that I watched was Mr. Robot. push play i I googled like because i I realized that i need the first episode to be really really good like uh like stranger things in my opinion is a really good pilot Mm -hmm. because the second it was over i wanted to keep watching oh yeah so i googled good pilots and they're like kind of surprised it's not on our list i I thought about it it. (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway mr robot was one that kind of appeared and others like i I don't know I, i started a whole bunch of shows and i just didn't keep going um, but when this show was over, I was blown away by yeah. just uh, Troy made the comparison to me. He said it was a lot like Dexter, where the main character narrates to you. He's kind of a vigilante. Um, he's so unreliable narrator. Too. He's socially awkward. And I was like, it's funny, too, because like these vigilante shows and then like a superhero show. The only difference is, is they don't narrate and they're not socially awkward. Like in <laughs> Daredevil or something. <laughs> um, um, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, continue. I have a lot to say about it. Yeah. So, so I. I, I don't know. Like, I really like this show. I like the characters that they established. Um, the the antagonists. The first time I saw him, I just had like, I was like, oh, that guy's perfect for an antagonist. Uh, this is just the conversation that they had. Just like the face that the antagonist had mm-hmm. to counter Elliot's being the protagonist. Um, which which antagonist? Just the the businessman, mm-hmm. the one who's like reading his mind. Basically, he's like, "I know what you're thinking." You're like, yeah. "Oh, an executive using Linux," and it was before he could even you finish it. You need to you need to keep watching the season. So, I want so to, Chris, but I've been doing this no, stuff. Chris, I, I I watched the this this pilot. Mm-hmm. Immediately watched two more episodes. Oh really? And, wa- and then every night this week, I watched one of your pilots <laughs> and finished for Mr. Robot. I finished the first season. So, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I I I watched the first season. I don't want to say you have more time than me, but I do. I I watched the first season a few years ago, and I watched about half of the second season, and I just I kind of fell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, watching this pilot. It was just like, I forgot how good that yeah. show is. And, and I, I'll say this as well. How, how cool is it to see Christian Slater again? Like I yeah. love Christian he's, Slater. He's so awesome good. in this. Anyway. So, and, so one, one more thing is every single season of the show on, on like Rotten Tomato is in the mid nineties. Oh really? On ratings. See, and I, I felt like a phony picking this, this one. Um, but I've never really had a pilot like to stay in my mind that mm-hmm. much. Well, it, like ever. it establishes this hacker culture <laughs> that is absolutely real. Like I, I had a, I had, um, a it's really co-worker. elegant. Uh, yeah. I had a coworker that, uh, who I, I, I do web development and stuff and he, and he like considered himself like a hacker type and, uh, like kinda, that chick was, in Jurassic park. 
Um, I prefer to be called a hacker. <laughs> well, th- things like he didn't the Unix so, and, and like the, the the distrust they have for everything. Mm-hmm. It, like he, like we went to Wendy's or whatever, and he wouldn't give them their na- his name. He would use another name mm-hmm. type thing. Like and and he loved to print things out and have things in physically instead of digitally. Mm-hmm. Like there's all this, and he was very much like that. Mm-hmm. So, so so it's really kind of crazy. So this show, I. Um, <coughs> Uh, th- when I was talking earlier about like, what'd you call them, Jake? Inner arcs and external arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those, this is the pilot that I was referring to the most where you have, uh, you have, he sets up these different miniature little stories. You have the initial story of the, uh, the attack on the security system, the, uh, the attack on the, uh, the, the system that he's supposed to be protecting. And then you also have like the, um, the opening scene with the, at the coffee shop mm-hmm. with the dude. When that he's, was, like, Really, I watched. Really I, well I rewound it and watched it again. Oh, so I good. was like, that was like masterful. He's like, oh, you don't know anything. <clears throat> There's one thing you don't know about me. I don't care about money. And he just walks out. And, oh, so good. And then, and it was, then it was just like a roller coaster because the guy turned on a dime. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, because he's like, I'm not going to pay you. You're just going to want yeah. more and more. Well, and then he and then he hacks his. So he he does this thing where like Dexter, where he stalks and then he confronts <laughs> his his prey, if you will. Uh, he hacked his therapist and realized she was which lonely. is gross, by the way. Like it's, right. Because yeah. he's he's kind of a sociopath. Like Absolutely. It, he is. It's weird that so. it's weird that he feels like he has the right to do this because he can. Yeah. Um, but it also makes it interesting that he knows everyone like, dude, you so need to finish this. You like, need to, you the, need to finish this. Dude. It is. Like, but like some, it, it's almost true. Like you on the internet, you're, you can, you can be a different person. You can yeah. almost show your true face. Yeah. And Elliot knows who you really are. Yeah. Um, but then when he, when yeah. he, when he, when he it hacks his therapist, realizes she's dating a man who also is, happens to be married and everything, but he mm-hmm. can't find this. Finally, he finds out who the real guy is and then he confronts him for the sake of the therapist was so that only was bad satisfying. Guy. He's only a bad guy until he hurts the dog because bad guys hurt animals. In movies. That's true. That's true. He does. He does. He yanks on the yanks on the leash and then Elliot's like, you know what? I am. I'm going to do this. And then so he. um but that was so satisfying because you got to see just a little bit of what Elliot is basically capable of, mm-hmm. um, even though he basically tells you in the opening scene. Um, but then you have the whole then you have the whole external uh, story arc with the uh, with the F Society um, mm-hmm. thing. And then you have the uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, this happens a lot. I get so excited that I just can't finish I, what I'm talking about. But I really, really love the show. Mara watched the first episode and she's just like, can I keep watching the season without you? Because you've already seen it. And I'm like, it's funny when my wife, like, like, she's like, <laughs> she watched all of uh, what's what's that show called? The Minds, Crimin- not Criminal Minds, the Mind Hunters. Oh, yeah. But she was like hiding that she was watching. I, I watched <laughs> season one. I haven't seen season two yet. And season I was like, I don't good. care. <clears throat> I anyway, I don't have enough good to say about uh, or don't have. I have a lot of good to say about Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't I, say enough. Well, good I, I, I really like things. I really appreciated I, the technology and how realistic the hacking is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, cause a hacker doesn't get on and like real time hack something. They mm-hmm. write a script, mm-hmm. upload it to whatever server. Yeah. Or I computer, like that too. And then the script does it. So it's like, it, it's prep. Hacking is preparation. Mm-hmm. You need, you need three months. To it wasn't write like script. who could type faster or something. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not real time. And, it's, you do it beforehand. And, and the way they, the way they set up the, uh, the CTO, 
of Evil Corp. Mm-hmm. So good. I love how they say like it's E Corp, but yeah. he hears Evil Corp, uh-huh. but then every other character says Evil afterwards. Evil but Corp. that that mm-hmm. establishes the unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. It's like that, he hears wrong that things. He he hears it wrong every time, and so it's an unreliable. <laughs> you guys got to keep watching the season. Oh uh, <laughs> give, me, give me some easier homework. That, also, that unreliable narrator seven, thing I think it's plays. Like episode seven. Yeah. Something that I really appreciated about the show a lot was their, um, insi- they, they didn't use gimmicks like gimmicky TV show stuff. They didn't, it's about hackers and they didn't use like text scrolling across the screen. They didn't the, write uh, 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 dot, you use dot oh, e- like they while they're typing and you can well, see the text going yeah, or exactly. something. They didn't the, use any, the rim of their they glasses. showed, they showed how analytical he could be mm-hmm. without using any of those gimmicks or anything like that. It, I thought because, that was, and it's interesting because super interesting. This kind of comes up in the, in the later episodes, but like, he, they explain you're not hacking computer systems, you're hacking people when mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of yeah. things. Well, it's and, about people. And he talks about, he, he calls the dude and he says, okay, uh, what's your mother's maiden name? What's your favorite baseball team? What's your yeah. the, your pet's name? And he says, with those three pieces of information, I can get into anything. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. It was like, and that's wild. Using brute force. But, and it's not hacking the system. You're trying to get the guy's password and you're hacking. I, I wish, the person, I wish they would the, say that more like, Oh, this celebrity got hacked. Like, no, they figured out their password, which would be a strong indication to you to change your password every now and then. Speaking of hacking, I love seeing people on Facebook. Like my Facebook account got hacked. No, they created a new account with your stuff. You didn't get hacked. You yeah, just, right. or you, you <laughs> clicked on a, personality profile and logged into Facebook again since you were already logged in. So <laughs> don't log into Facebook once you're logged in again. Right. You're giving your information to somebody. Right. Just to see what Disney I mean, princess that, that you technically are. is hacking. That's the, it's like social <laughs> mm-hmm. engineering. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and that's the other thing is like people take all these quizzes, you know, and like there's like this list of like, what, what are you? Like, what's your mother's maiden name? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's all these things. And I'm like, I, I used to do those a, a little bit, not a lot, but then I realized you're just giving people publicly information about you that they could use. That I remember so, yeah. somebody on, on Facebook, again, somebody on Facebook, a, a friend of mine from up in Boise, she uh, posted um, that she was leaving her house to go on vacation with a map to where her house was. Are you serious? Yeah. On like I'm like, I could go there right now. I could drive five. She's going to, she's going, uh, I think it was to Hawaii, some, some, some tropical place. I was like, I could drive five hours and go to her house. And You're break a sociopath. In. That was your I, first thought. It wasn't my first thought. It was my first thought was like, she is dumb and she is exposing herself mm-hmm. because it's like somebody could do that. And obviously the thought is I could do that, but not necessarily that. Anyway, I'm defending myself when I do. If I was to. a psychopath, if could I you imagine psychopath. if I was psycho, <laughs> but Jeez. I like, but if I was, the, I'd rob her. <laughs> so anyway, it's this, a really this good robot is great. So, really what pilot. are the stakes then? Um, I, I mean, there's definitely a cliffhanger, but I think his, I, I I put the stakes are his mental. But the sanity. stakes are also like, yeah. is he sane? The, the is there an Illuminati? Is there an Illuminati? That's the big question they ask: is is there an Illuminati? If he's crazy, no. If he's sane, yes. Well, then you he also like have breaks that. the fourth wall because you're in his head. You're the invisible. He, person he, cre- he created you to talk to you, and mm-hmm. so you he also, can explain his problem. He's like, please tell me you're seeing this. Please tell me. You're you also have this. that aspect where if you like, like in Fight Club, where if you take down this company, then all of the debt. Uh, is that's taken the first away. thing I thought of. And Fight Club, it, the fire is, sale is yeah. like, is like, yeah. If you take oh, down there's this, a fire. If you take down sale. this, <laughs> if you take down this company, then you release, you release sixty to seventy percent of debt. 
worldwide and it's like so like that's the other stakes is like you're what, creating a new society essentially it's interesting that's what doing. money is that's what money is based on and so if you eliminate debt you eliminate what our money is based on so because so you're you're eliminate you're you're yeah devaluing the u.s dollar to the point where it's not worth anything yeah no. let's uh let's 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 move on shall we scotty uh, actually, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's Troy. Yeah, we, we, have, we have two more to go. Um, okay, Troy. Yeah, so I picked uh, The Walking Dead as my oh, yeah. as my goat. This is uh, another one I, I haven't seen. Most of these I haven't seen. But you, you haven't seen the show. You saw the pilot, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I haven't okay. seen prior to this. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> prior to this. Um, yeah, all right. So uh, my biggest thing... I was also mad at you, by the way. Why? For picking... Were you going to pick Walking Dead? No, no, no. But I wanted ideas to watch new shows, and you gave me shows I already that seen. you've already seen. Two shows that he's already... <laughs> you know what's funny is both of these shows you actually introduced me to, my of my picks, Dexter and uh, Walking oh, yeah. Dead. So, okay. So this pilot, I, um, I remember we were working at the pizza place mm-hmm. right the same place where we picked where we Dude, made that this joke show was water cooler talk for a long oh time. yeah well there's a reason why this show became the number one show in america or in the world right mm-hmm. um you can say say what you want about the show now this pilot was in my in my opinion it's my, there's a reason why it's my goat it's incredible and the one word i would use to describe it is tension mm-hmm. like the tension that it builds so good. Dude, the um, opening scene when he shoots the girl in the head. Oh, I was like, no. That's, oh, I remember watching it going, no, he's not going to do this. And they did it. They're they went there. But yeah. like on 10 AMC. years ago too, that was like very jarring. Like, oh, yes. yeah. It we've, was jarring. Seen, this, we've seen more violent things since. But yeah, like yeah. shooting yeah. a girl in the head, a zombie girl. On TV. On yeah. cable TV. And like like the back of her head exploding out. Yeah. Chunks of it missing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Ah, it was it, hard to watch. They yeah. went there. And they keep going there in the Dennis whole show. Reynolds, bigger brother. <laughs> And Didn't he look like Dennis Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Andrew, Andrew Lincoln looks like uh, looks like Dennis. Does he? Reynolds. Like Glenn uh, Howerton? I thought there's there's some shots. I, I was like it. that that looks like. Yeah, Dennis. I see it 100. percent They could be brothers. So in the show, uh, Andrew Lincoln plays a cop um, named Rick Grimes. He um, he gets shot and gets into goes into a coma. Hospitalized. Wake, yeah. hospitalized. I love that plot hook too. Mm-hmm. That was great. Because they never talk about, I mean, they kind of say like how it happened, but mm-hmm. then they never talk about the outbreak. Yeah. yeah. You just like you're, you're, you see things through his perspective. Dude, yeah. so so I, I, had, I had, wake I had up in the middle of it. Nothing going into this. For some reason, nothing has been spoiled for me on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So surprising. it was like, it was like, Oh, that, that, the, the passage of time with the flowers mm-hmm. and that you yeah. just woke up and he's like, no way yeah. that was yeah. like Dude, that was um, that was awesome the hospital that was awesome from the first when i when i first started watching the show i nerded out so bad about this this show because you wrote like an article about it oh yeah yeah because it's it's every zombie movie you've ever seen is about the outbreak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's about the initial outbreak it's about it's about finding out that people are zombies and everything this show you don't see any of that and you have it's, no idea how long he's out like it's no, a month, not enough to it's heal at, at like, least a month yeah. into it because that's what <clears throat> At one point, Morgan says something about uh, we let, ran out of hot water a month ago or whatever. Yeah. He, so so at he's the, at the minimum a month. He's at least a month into you. You're at least a month <clears throat> into the epidemic. Yeah. And so Rick wakes up at least a month into it, maybe more. And he is 
Yeah. The, the, he has no the, idea what's going and on. And so it's the show is not about the outbreak. The show is about building society mm-hmm. after the outbreak. Mm-hmm. Post-apocalyptic building society. Because most post-apocalyptic shows are about the society that was built after the outbreak. Mm-hmm. It, th- this is the show. This show tried to answer the question, how do you build a society <clears throat> after post-apocalypse? So, so it, that's what made it so... And him waking up and like... You coming into it going, oh, but also this, this, this is what happens when you start to build uh, it. Like this is the, the, the in between, this is in between the outbreak and the, and, and, and society. What in between that, there's that short period of time that you've never seen mm-hmm. depicted in movie or television. And this, and that's what made, drew me so far in, but also as, um, as an audience, you you know things obviously more than the original character does. So, like, based off the opening scene, he shoots a zombie girl. You know there's a zombie out- outbreak. It's the name of the show, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Walking Dead. And so, when he wakes up in the hospital and he is disoriented, he doesn't know what's going on, and he enters that stair- stairwell with the matches, and you're, you're in your audience thinking there's a zombie there. There has to be, right? Like... Also, and they're, move, they're, move, yeah, move, move. move. And he's just lighting and it's just pitch black. Anyway, and yeah, that, 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 stairwell, tension, that stairwell shot was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, the tension in that was great because you know that there's a zombie in there, but you, but he doesn't, you know what I mean? Or there, there could be, right? <clears throat> sure. And, and, but he doesn't. And so that's the, that's the thing. That's what the show sets up with that opening scene where you see the zombie, you see what's going on, but then it goes back. It also in, plays what's interesting is um, and... the zombies don't exist in their world. Like the concept of a zombie. Yeah. But that's why they're, they're walkers. walkers. They're, that's why they're so they give them surprised. Fighters. No, they give them names. There's no pop culture yeah. reference for them for yeah. uh, zombies. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never call them. I know they call them the walkers, show. but I just figured. In the show, they never call them zombies. They call them, they call them walkers. They call them biters, creepers, all this. So, they, so they, they wanted to be, have a zombie show, but not be like. In the zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the zombie. Like, That's how the, the comic it's based on, which reminds me of why I like this pilot so much is the cre- uh, the creator was, was based on a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Darabont directed the first season. He's the guy that made Shawshank Redemption. I can't think of anything else, but he made Shawshank. <laughs> um, but the first season is really emotional. Like they uh-huh. they establish that like zombies uh, still have like their routine. Like they uh-huh. know the mom coming back yeah, to the house, could, could but, but the they house. don't really touch on that. The girl the picking up seasons, the teddy bear. The later seasons is kind of like, I don't know, uh, clearly. It turns them into a typical type zombie. Well, it just becomes yep. so repetitive, like just ended already. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere they mm-hmm. go, like this, like the, 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 I don't know. The show very much clearly becomes, like Jake was talking about, not so much about the zombies, but about society, about like how, how rebuilding society and about how people interact with each other and the kind of monsters that people, that people actually can become an more than the zombies. Type show. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad. That's Firefly, my favorite TV show ever. Yeah. It's an adventure of the week show, and I loved it. It's just it's just a different show than the first yeah. season. And, and that's and that's but we're talking about the we're talking well, about his, his relationship with the um with his Shane. partner mm-hmm. um, Shane. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was great, and I can, and it, I kind of predicted that they mm-hmm. were going to get together. Mm-hmm. He was going to get together mm-hmm. with his wife, but that's pretty poignant because they, their marriage was on the rocks, and his partner, his like your partner's. 
he's in the hospital. He's in the hospital. And his and wife is just yeah, he's got to take care of. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, oh, the show gets more into a lot of stuff. It's but. funny too because the show is so big. And just watching people like, oh, I hate her. She's the worst person in the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, oh, Lori's great. Yeah. Like, I like, I didn't like, Would you she do wasn't anything my different? favorite, but it wasn't like, I mean, well, I, I'd hook up with John Bernthal if that's what you're asking. <laughs> but, um, right. But yeah, that like, would be like that scene in The Simpsons so when Homer makes out that with character. Homer. <laughs> Chris and John Bernthal. Anyway, my go. Uh, I hated Lori, by the way. I was in. 100% in that camp. I think she's mm-hmm. the worst. A lot based were. off the pilot? Cause I don't think well, not based on the pilot. Not not even oh, okay. until season two, really. Okay. Um, we but, can we can move on, but Walking Dead is my is my go, and I don't regret that pick. Honestly, mm-hmm. Troy, that it was it's it's hard not to for that to be the my 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 goat as well. That that was that was one of the best pilots. Watching that and when it was done, I was like, uh, it wasn't even like a the, question the of like, is, is this so strong? It wasn't even a question of like, is this show? Am I going to continue watch the show? Is like next mm-hmm. immediately. Don't don't wait the five seconds. I can't wait that long. But like the I hook, didn't have Netflix back then either. The hook, Troy, is your. The, we talk about the hook. He's in the tank. Hey, dumbass. Oh, yeah. And you, he, you hear the voice, <laughs> which we find out later is Glenn, which is by far the best character in the show. Oh, yeah. But you, 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 he rest in pieces. You hear the, you hear the, in the tank, you hear the voice say, Hey, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, in the you tank. are you comfortable in there? <laughs> like, that was because he's in Atlanta and he's, he's, he's getting followed by a couple of zombies. And then he goes around the corner and it's just, wall to wall standing room only zombies and he then he tries to run around turn around and run and they're all over and then they eat his horse and he crawls <laughs> like it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh, oh move, Dude, move, move. i like, thought that scene was really powerful when he's like going to shoot himself yeah and oh yeah he he's a just sorry Lori, carl i'm sorry and he like jumps i was like oh oh god oh good oh good it was it was really well done and and um you know it was funny mara was watching with me too and she's like i don't remember did they eat the horse? <laughs> do like, they? Oh, yeah. oh do yeah. they, they beat that dead horse? <laughs> Colbo podcast joke. Um, oh, all right. Gun but also, before we move on, I have to say that I had just gotten done turning off all the lights in the house before I watched. This show. <laughs> <laughs> you had to use the matches. I should walk up the stairs. No, no. The, the conversation that they have in the in the police car. Where he's like, talking oh, to his girlfriend, off, yeah. his mm-hmm. girlfriend never turns the yeah, lights off. He has to go around and turn he's off like, She's like, so, so you mean you've been told this your entire I life know. and you haven't figured it out? <laughs> like, you remind me of my dad. That was a funny joke. Again, great characters. That's mm-hmm. what this show is all about. Great all right, characters. Scott. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. So my Take best it away. shot is uh, no surprise that it's a very character-driven show. Another uh, it's, a, it's almost mo- the, it's probably the most character driven has almost no action no it's Mad Men and really like the show I feel like it really just hangs on John Hamm's uh, performance his performance his uh, I don't know his he's great <laughs> He's he's pure his charisma. charisma. Yeah, he that. is. Um, so it's a uh, talking about. I have I have two uh, main points that I wrote was the establishing of themes and the hook of the show. Um, so there's lots of themes. If you, who here has watched the show? 
This was the first time I've seen it. I've seen I, the first season. I saw the first episode a long time ago and the second episode, and I stopped watching it. So, so smoking. The, the fact that they start off with him trying to figure out how to sell cigarettes mm-hmm. is is a pure theme setting thing because smoking is like almost a character. But in it's the show. like right after the doctors are like, "Oh, these are bad for you." Yeah, but nobody stops. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> It's a, it's a theme throughout the show. There's not one scene where Don Draper's not smoking. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, so so th- this episode, that external arc, is is Don Draper. He's a he's a madman. He's he's. Uh, what does that stand for? Like Madison Avenue. Madison, Madison Avenue. Avenue. And there there's and it and says in the first in the opening line almost it was like we it was a self they they, they named themselves, themselves yeah. they're admin. Mm-hmm. But they're on Madison Avenue, so they're madmen. So, so mm-hmm. they coined themselves as madmen. The madmen. Um, and so he's this art, he, or he's. I a think that sets director. up the world more than anything. <clears throat> Just that that yeah. one line yeah. where it says that that opening scene where he's talking to the black guy about why he loves cigarettes, cigarettes. and and the big theme in this is sexism and racism. Mm-hmm. That's another huge theme. And I set. like that's one thing I really liked about this pilot <clears throat> is that it, Troy it, loves sexism and uh-huh. racism. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I liked how uncomfortable it made me. Honestly, like, yeah. like the, uh, the, the constant sexualization of the women and oh, the, yeah. and the secretary that like, Oh, look at all this new technology. They designed it. So a woman could use it. And it's yeah, like, exactly. and the women's even talking, a, the women are talking girls to like us can use them. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, and, and, and there's then, the secretary, the tits McGee, uh, Christina Hendricks. Uh-huh. She, uh, plays, she <laughs> plays into the sexualization of the, of, and, yeah, and the women. she does. It's really good because the more you get to know her, the more. You know that's just a facade. That she yeah. Puts on. Well, sure. and then and then um, the uh, other aspect to it. Oh, when uh, when they're in the meeting and Don Draper just straight up was like, "I don't have to have the woman can't talk to me like this." You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the women yeah. saying that to each other about each other and all that stuff and like how to get just, to get uh, by. It, you have to sleep with. They, these, they make sure you know. that, that you know yeah. how socially acceptable the mm-hmm. that's part of the and then part of the, one of the notes I took was. That Don Draper, or they, they lost the account with the Jewish store because the 60s are sexist. Like, <laughs> but like, it's just, it was yep. bad. But like, the other thing is that um, it, even in the opening scene, when he starts talking to the the, the black waiter um, or the bartender, whoever he was, and the, uh, the other white guy comes in and says, is this guy bothering you? And he it's can like, get real mouthy. Yeah, you get real mouthy. <clears throat> and he's just having a conversation. And it's yeah. like, and yeah. it, it makes you uncomfortable. And the fact that it made me uncomfortable, the sexism and the racism, um, made me like it just because yeah. I was like, I like where they're going with this and, and I want to see. And it's Don's, Don's indifference, at least to the racism. Oh, and he's a douchebag. <laughs> he <is> absolutely. <laughs> he's one of those. He's a charismatic douchebag. Yeah, he, and you don't like him. The, the weird whole, thing the too is, thing. is, um, as, as you, if you've heard us and our opinions on here, you, you'd probably, I don't know, maybe you typecast us. Maybe, I don't know. We cast ourselves already. Well, like I'm just saying to an outsider, if you don't know us and you listen to us, um, it's maybe you have, you formed an opinion of us, but this show made me very uncomfortable. And before like any internet outrage or something like I, 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 like I very much considered myself, like I had a lot of feminist tendencies, I guess that that's what they would be called today. There wasn't really exactly a word for it back then. Uh, this an equal egalitarian humanist, as Jake said. Um, this show made me feel 
gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen the show before. I hated every second I watched it. <laughs> yeah. it. It has nothing to do with like your taste or my oh, taste dude. or whatever. Little little like, boy man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pete, like Peter, I hated Pete, Pete, I hated every character. I was like, Pete, I don't Pete, want to spend time Pete in this world. Like I'm not watching that like, like show John, ever again. Uh, uh, Don Draper, John Hamm's character, you root for him and you want him to do good. Mm-hmm. He almost never does. But Pete, you hate him the entire time. Mm-hmm. And Pete, he, when when he's they go out, girl. when they go out for his bachelor party, and the way he tries to like manipulate that girl. Why does into, that actress always play like she's like a Handmaiden's Tale? Well, okay, so not her. I'm. I'm talking talking about the other girls at the oh, strip club okay, where okay. where he like goes over he's, and like he's, he's like puts his hand on her leg and she's like stop 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 just like just get up and leave and like, then he says predators and then, and then she gets up to leave and he grabs her arm and she's like you're hurting me and then he goes okay i'll be good and he, that scene alone is just like Oh, well, because he, he sees rapey, Don, rapey. he sees Don Draper do the same thing and thinks, "Oh, I'm a man, I'm a man, so I can do it." But mm-hmm. it's not because Don Draper's a man; it's because he has he's, he's charismatic, charismatic and he's likable. He, he, and he and he has he knows he has people. more power. Yeah, yeah, like at least in the building. But, Ooh, and then Don, but but you're right. The girl, the the the. Um, this the secretary, new one? Yeah. the new secretary, where he's like, she she's trying to hit on him, puts her hand on his hand, mm-hmm. and he he looks at her and he says, "You did a good job." And then he says, "If you ever let Pete go through my trash again, uh, you're gonna you won't be able to sell hot dogs in the subway." Like mm-hmm. he like he shows that he's like, uh, "No, I know what you did, and I'm I'm a ruthless mm-hmm. asshole, but also." You don't have to have sex with me in order to to mm-hmm. keep your job. It's very so much a, it's a it's this weird like it's very much a the protagonist is is the bad guy type thing mm-hmm. like yeah. like uh, Breaking Bad. Yep. You know, it's exactly kind of right. like at the end of the pilot though, like the the end. Like I kind of saw it coming from a mile away because yeah. every other guy mm-hmm. in the like I thought it was kind of like something that was well known, so it didn't hit me as hard as it probably hit other people mm-hmm. in 2007. Like I just and I, I've never seen that show, so I didn't know that January Jones was his wife or whatever. Um, but like it, it was over in the credits roll, I was like, I didn't like a single person in that show. No. I wasn't supposed to, so I guess it did its job. But I yep. I don't want to come back. Yeah, it, that it, is the theme of Chris and AMC in 2005 I, I guess so, to huh? seven. <laughs> yep. So um, so there's a bunch of themes and what like we talked about racism, sexism, Don sleeping around, and he sleeps around before you know he's married. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of the the big the reveal is that he, you mm-hmm. see him sleeping around, and then he goes to his wife and kids. Um, and then his another big theme is his last minute brilliance in that meeting where, mm-hmm. um, oh, I was so I was freaking out like just do something they're getting away you're gonna lose your and he then always, he, he always comes up but then I wanted him to lose mm-hmm. because every single guy in that show needs some humble beatings <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean and that's part that's another thing is that he rarely gets his comeuppance but mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then his solitude. He's just, he's basically alone in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When when they invite him out to the thing and he's like, no, guys, you're going to have to go without me. And then he ends up going out and, and giving that speech to that to the girl when he takes her out to the, his yeah, apology yeah, dinner. About, yeah. And he about gives her the speech is? about love. Oh, and love, he, and he's it. like, and she says, I haven't fallen in love. And he goes, love is, oh. silly, is nylon. I kind of feel like she got the upper hand in that and it's how you're supposed to feel she's she she plays bigger part going forward but his his whole thing i guess she was the one character i liked in that show it though. was just his it was his thing about his uh his <coughs> speech to her about 
what you call love was invented by guys like me to sell nylons. Okay. I live one day at a time. I live like there's no tomorrow because there isn't one. Um, stuff like that. That whole speech that he gives was just like, and that's one of the only times he actually opens up to somebody. That about about how he actually feels. That was wild. That was yeah. a, that was a really great speech. It was a really great um, character moment. character moment for him and for her. As a matter of fact, I I thought the whole thing was was uh, was great. And then the hook at the end with his with his wife and his uh, adorable little girl, and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's yeah a dad and a husband. It's interesting um, as you, this isn't about the pilot, but as you continue watching the show and the seasons go, mm-hmm. I think there's what, six, five, I can't remember how many seasons, but um, six, yeah. it goes into like the late sixties where there's like the feminist movement and stuff. And so there, it, things changed as you watch. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, um, some notable, uh, so thank you, Scott. Uh, there's some notable shows left off the list. Uh-huh. Um, Breaking Bad. Um, we talked about, um, stranger, stranger things. things being left off the list. There's some really, really, really great, uh, pilots out there that got left breaking bad. I almost put breaking bad as my goat. I love so that's I. AMC in the middle 2000 middle lots with, with mad men, breaking bad and, uh, walking, walking dead. dead really took over as the king of television, cable television, uh, AMC did. Mm-hmm. And and all three of those shows probably should have been on our goat list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I asked, so I asked my, my wife, Trisha, and she, without without a breath, said, Malcolm in the Middle. That's right. That's right. And that's a good pilot, too. It that's is a, a great pilot. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad saw it, and he's like, you're not allowed to watch the show. <laughs> Which means Brian Cranston. Uh, Family um, Guy has a good pilot. Family Guy. Um, I picked Futurama and then took it off the list. Honestly, Futurama. Simpsons is a good pilot. Simpsons getting the dog, yeah. Yep. There's um, even a lot of, like, Gravity Falls has a really good pilot. Rick and Morty has a good pilot. The Rugrats has a really good pilot. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, like, yeah. it's, it's true. There's a lot of good pilots. So there, there's a lot of of shows left off the list. We'd like to hear you all tell us what your favorite pilot was and why. What what was so great about your pilot? What what hooked you? What character? Most did you lists. Fall in love I, with? I was researching lists of best pilots, and most of them had lost as the top one. Most of them had lost it, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. There's not great there's pilot. not much uh, bi- bigger hook than crashing an airplane. Is it? It's the most expensive pilot ever Pro- made. Probably even more than yeah. Game of Thrones. Still, damn. Um, so, Game of Thrones was another great pilot. I was thinking about mm-hmm. that one as well. I thought that was good. Uh, should we vote? Yeah, yes. let's vote. Let's vote. So our, okay. our picks are uh, so we have Firefly. We have Firefly, Mister Robot, Mister Robot, Robot, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Mad Men, Mad Men. Okay, uh, okay, Firefly. Anybody gonna vote for Firefly? It hurts my soul not to. I know. I, I really like the show and the movie, but I I, I can't. Okay, Mister Robot. Three votes. <laughs> three votes for Mr. Robot. All three of us. That's All crazy. Th- Dude, I can't... The fact that I, wa- I finished the entire season, yeah. like, I, I can't not vote for that was That was such a great show. Well, just such for the sake of it, show. who did you vote for for second place? Mine would probably be Walking Dead out of those options. Okay. I was I was debating between Walking Dead and <laughs> I, Mr. Robot. I, I was thinking about after the discussion, I was thinking either we were going to have Mr. Robot win because I knew I was going to vote for it already mm-hmm. and I, I picked up that the Scott was. I didn't know what you were and I figured you might too might vote for Walking Dead, so mm-hmm. I was thinking it might be a tough but this doesn't surprise me. I mean, oh, walk, yeah. and like, it's so good. And like, I, I really like Firefly. I like the cast of Serenity, but I, I haven't even seen all that show because like I said before, like 
I need to be hooked. And there wasn't really like that big of a hook in the pilot. So I didn't feel the need to keep going. And I, I felt that need in Mr. Robot. I just like, I'm itching at the chance to get more to watch. You need so. to, I want to talk to you about you it. Need to, I do too. We need to have a, we need to have a slack Mr. Robot discussion. <laughs> yes, we do. Hey, I'll, I'll see if I can get on there today, but I have, I have Mandalorian to watch too. Oh yeah, we yeah. do. So, so I'm going to go home and watch right now. Okay. Thanks cool, guys. guys. Um, Thank you for uh, for doing this episode with me. It was awesome. Thank you all for listening. Uh, sorry, it's an hour and forty minutes long. It's a long episode. Our go but episodes go long. Yeah, but that we we talk about eight different mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're talking about. So it takes a while. Um, anyway, thank you all. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, coming up, uh, remember last year we had we took a little, uh, we took a little a break. break in the holidays. We're probably going to do that again this year. Um, so come around this time September. I think we're recording. We have a couple more recording sessions to do. And then we're going to take a little break, take the holidays off, uh, and then we'll come back season three. Mid-January. Boom. Season three. Mm-hmm. Jeezy Pete. I know. It's making me nervous. Interesting. Okay. If you liked what you heard, get on uh, social media, get into the uh, the Patreon. Let us know what you think. Let us uh, let us know if you liked it or not. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Uh, and if there's nothing else, then we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.